Hey everybody, Andrew here. I just wanted to tell you guys that this is part one of my very long conversation with Danny Saab. Let's get to the episode, shall we? And by the way, it's Supergirl. See? Supergirl. That's what happens when you touch my stuff. A Kryptonian girl with blonde hair and a bad attitude. She moved so fast that Lois didn't even know it hit her. A Kryptonian attacked Lois? Yeah, right before she came after me. Chloe, not only is she as strong as I am, she can fly. Well, sounds like we got ourselves a true blue supergirl. Okay, her Krypton is gone. What do you mean gone? It exploded. You and I are the only survivors. <laughs> Planets don't just explode, Kalal. Guess the humans are right, Kalal. Girls do mature faster than boys. Welcome back to Krypton's Last Daughter, the Supergirl podcast. This is a very special episode, and I am your host, Andrew Pinkham. And you're probably asking yourself, why is this episode so special? Well, this episode is a very special episode because I am joined by a very special guest, Danny Saab from the Kara Zorel podcast. Welcome, Danny. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. How you doing, Andrew? I'm doing very well. Um, Danny, why don't we get your history into the character of Supergirl. I don't know if my listeners actually listen to your show or not, so yeah, if you wouldn't that, mind not... giving your history with the character, I would greatly appreciate it. Sure, absolutely. Well, um, well, basically, I mean, the website's been up since uh, since January. I started the podcast, uh, the Carousel podcast, back in February. Uh, but my history with Supergirl as, uh, as a heroine in, in the comic books didn't really... I was kind of a late in the comic book reading industry kind of thing, so I didn't actually get started until maybe... I'd say a couple years ago, and uh, it was kind of started when I was watching Smallville, and then I saw Supergirl or Vandervoort uh, on the show during season seven, and absolutely fell in love with her. I fell in love with the character. Uh, I mean, I always knew the character about about her before and about her background and all that stuff, but you know, growing up and like I said, going to high school and all that stuff in college, I wasn't really too much into comic books uh, until I started, like I said, watching Smallville season seven and saw her. So. After that, I started getting the trades and starting to read a bit more uh, about her story and about her adventures and stuff like that. And um, it was pretty much good timing when the New 52 came out. And I've always wanted to do something with Supergirl. I mean, I have a website and a podcast just because there was nothing really out there much for her. So and I really thought she deserved something really uh, spectacular. So when the New 52 came out, I figured this would be the best time to start jump on board uh, and to start a website and a podcast. And so I did. And... Basically, I've been doing it since, like I said, January and February. 
Uh, I started off uh, just reviewing the new 52 Supergirl, but now I'm uh, basically talking about the Peter David series right now. Uh, and then I'll get into the Jeff Loeb series and uh, so on and so forth. So awesome. I'm having yeah, so I'm having a blast doing it. It's, it's, it's so much fun. Well, I know, I know. I listen to your show, and I'm sure a lot of we have a lot of crossover. Um, <laughs> being being the four, two two Supergirl podcasts on the internet right now. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, I was curious, what's your favorite era of the character? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> it's it's going to be hard to explain because there's, they're they're all kind of different in little ways, um, especially now that I'm reading the Peter David series and I haven't read it before, so I'm only a few issues into it right now, but it's, uh, it's I mean, it's also a lot different than, say, the new 52 Supergirl. Sure, So sure. It, it's, it's, it's hard to really pin down which one's my favorite, but if I had to choose, it would be probably the new 52 Supergirl, yeah, yeah. Uh, just because I, I'm, I know about it the most. Uh, and not to mention, I absolutely love the, what the writers and the artist uh, team are doing with that series or not. I think they're just taking it to a whole new level sure. uh, and completely enjoying it for sure. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fantastic series. Yeah, absolutely. I've caught up myself, uh, actually, just today. So um, it's yeah. been a it's been a great it's been a great run of series. I'm looking forward to getting that into you a little bit later on in the show. Um, I was curious what we what do you specifically like. About the character of Kara Zarel, aka Supergirl. I I think what I like about the most is the fact that she's not perfect. You know, she makes mistakes. She's um, she's innocent. She's sweet, but you know, she's also gullible. She's also uh, you know, she's naive. She she trusts people. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing that kind of really attracted me to her so much was the fact that I think she's you know she has all the powers of Superman, for example. But I just don't think she gets the same kind of respect as Superman, and because of that, I, I kind of grow more to the character that way, and you know, kind of like like loving the underdog, so to speak. But no, it's just uh, I've always loved her as a, as a character. I love her backstories, um, and like I said, I just love her her heart and her and her emotion behind it. Yeah, for sure. You know, I I came on to to Supergirl much much like you were. I mean, I was introduced to her, and I mean, I've been a fan of hers for a while before even Smallville. Okay. But um, I was really introduced to the character through Superman the Animated Series and was thrilled when they brought her on to Smallville yeah. and really, really enjoyed her her vulnerability. I mean, like you said, the same mm-hmm. powers as Superman, but kind of unsure on how to exactly use them. Yeah, for not, sure. Not, not sure where she fits into Superman's world, what her right. role is. You know, right. all that stuff. And that's and really I, what I love about the character. And I th- exactly. And I think what kind of builds on that, too, is that because of all those things that you just mentioned, she's actually more relatable, I think, to us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As humans, right? I mean, she's sure. not as, you know, uh, you know, above and beyond, like Superman or, or some of these other heroes. I mean, she, like I said, she makes mistakes. She's she's learning, and, and she, you know, she's not as naive as we all are, right? So And that's as innocent, right. so, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a favorite writer or an artist for the character of Kara? Well, for the artist, I would definitely have to say Mahmoud Azar, I think. Once again, he's doing a spectacular job, I think, on the new 52. Uh, I think anybody would, would agree with that. I mean, there's been some good artists uh, in the past, definitely in, in different series, but uh, I think Mahmoud Azar has taken, definitely taken it above and beyond than, than, uh, than any other previous series before that. Um, and as for the writers, it's... <laughs> Once again, it comes back down to... Um, to kind of what you like, you know, because they're all kind of different. Uh, sure, I mean, I love sure. what the writing team is doing right now, um, and where they're taking this character. But I, I, 
after reading the Peter David series, I kind of really respect what he's done with that character as well, too, just because he's taken to a completely different level. I mean, he's making it so much more darker and much more uh, intense, I think, than, than any other series before. So if I had to choose one, uh, I would, even though I haven't finished the series yet, I would probably have to go with Peter David just because it's different than anything that's ever done before. Yeah. So. Well, for, for, for me, my, probably my favorite are, um, my artist range, I, I really, really like Mike Turner, and I really, mm-hmm. really don't like Mike Turner at the same time. It's okay. kind of that paradox. A, I like how how he he brings Kara's character out, but at the same time, I don't like the whole sexualized version that he brings to her character. Right. I don't like yeah. that much at yeah. all, and my listeners have very, very well established that I don't particularly care for that whole <laughs> version of her. I really like what the new 52 artist, what is his name? Asar? Uh, is uh, Mahmoud Azrar. Yeah. yeah. I really like what he's doing with Kara's character. I really like his, his portray of Kara's character. Yeah. Um, as far as writers, I really enjoyed Jeff, Jeff Loeb's take on the character of Supergirl. He brought, he, he was the initial one who brought her back after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right. I really, really enjoyed his his origin of character, Kara's character, mm-hmm. and his run continuing into the 2005 version of her character. So that mm-hmm. would probably be, be mine. Um, I, was, I was curious, Danny, what your history with Smallville was. Uh, well, basically, I mean, I've watched it since uh, since day one, uh, and I've always loved the series. I like so when they brought in Supergirl on season seven. Um, you know, I just loved it even more. And you know, like any other series, you're gonna you know, find a couple episodes that you didn't like, or just ones that that weren't so great. But uh, no, I mean, and Tom Welling and uh, you know all the other rest of the cast have been has been spectacular, and it's just been a great, great show to watch. I love how they always how they introduced some of the Justice League members in there as well too, like Green Arrow and uh, uh, you know some other ones like Black Canary, such a so far and so forth. But yeah, it, it's been a great series to watch, so much fun, and uh, I really enjoyed it right to the last episode. Yeah, did did you wa- did you watch even the season finale? I did. Oh yeah, I was on the edge of my seat watching it for sure. Very good. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Especially, I love the ending there when you know. Oh, the ending was and, phenomenal. Yeah. And you know, I think as as Smallville fans, we all jump for joy when Clark actually flew. You know. Well, the only thing I was kind of disappointed with that was he. You didn't actually see him fly per se. I mean, basically, you saw kind of a body fly up and and you know yeah. move a and then come back down, but you didn't actually see him fly. Which is kind of a disappointment. I know a lot of people felt the same way, but... Well, I don't know if you remember in the barn after Darkseid hit him, he had that whole... Mm -hmm. his little clip show, and he was kind of floating there in midair. That's true, he was. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, that's true. But that... (laughs) I mean, flight for me... I mean, when Smallville started, I mean, he he should have been flying from probably season three on or season four on when he first started flying, but I don't know. I kinda, I kind of disagree on that because I like the fact that they let him they wait till the very end to let him fly kind of just establish the whole ten years yeah. his journey during the whole ten years because I think if you had him fly you know say by season three or four some of that but you know you'd have nothing to build up to in season ten you sure. know what I mean so yeah. I kind of like the fact that they did that yeah but I mean there, there there were some instances where it could be considered flight not flight. That whole debate among Smallville fans, but yeah, but no, I mean when when they brought Kara's character on season seven, I thought Laura, Laura Vandervoort did a phenomenal job. 
she did with yeah. her character, and that's one of my favorite live action um, portrayals of her character. Mm-hmm. Um, Helen Slater was a great Supergirl in the Supergirl yeah. movie, but mm-hmm. uh, my favorite thus far is Laura Vandervoort. Now that may change if they do, um, like we were talking before the show started. Uh, you said you said CW was thinking about doing a Supergirl movie. Uh, well, yeah, the, the WB was planning on uh, launching a, a live action Supergirl movie, which I really hope they do. Uh, I mean. Surprised. You know, the, who knows what might happen? We're still waiting on the Wonder Woman movie on top of that. So, right. You know, things might change by tomorrow, but yeah. right now we start thinking about it. Well, thinking about you it, know, so. what's hard is, I, I don't know if you've seen Avengers or not, but I mm-hmm. I really wish that they would, that Warner Brothers would get off their duff and, I mean, the, the formula's there for for yeah. their superhero films. And I, I, don't, I don't understand why, I mean... The dark. I mean, this whole bat. This new Batman is. It's it's pretty good, but it's. I'd like to see other DC characters like Batman, yep. as well. Right. I mean, they've done Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern was not well. Okay. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah, wasn't great, but it wasn't the worst I've seen either. So. True. No, I completely agree. I mean, I mean, you're right. The, the formula is there. I mean, they have a slew of heroes that they can that they can do movies for. Um, I mean, I don't. I just don't know why they don't have much success in that regards compared to uh, you know to to Marvel and Disney, for example. But you know, I mean, hopefully, maybe it'll start. You know, maybe next year Superman will start kind of the ball going and we get this can, whole get yeah, this thing, whole thing going. Only hope. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We can. You know, I'm I'm really a little concerned about this new Superman movie and the direction they're taking with it. I don't know if you follow the news or not. Uh, bits and pieces, but not really. I haven't... Yeah. I mean, I know they're doing a new Superman movie, and I know I've seen the actor. They've got the unit and the outfit and all that stuff, so that's pretty much the only thing I've seen so far. Sure, sure. But, um, now you have seen the, the Supergirl movie, correct? I have, yes. What is your opinion of the movie itself? I thought the script was not very good. I think we mentioned that before the show too. The script was okay. It was just horrible. It was just it yeah. was not. But the story was not very good. Um, and I really think a lot of. I think it only lasted maybe a few weeks in the in the theater as well too because of that. I'm not 100 percent sure, but. Uh, but and the only only bright spot the whole entire movie was Helen Slater. And uh, you were mentioning how you you were saying that Laura Vanderbilt was your favorite um, live action uh, Supergirl that that's been portrayed. I agree. I, I love Laura. I mean, I've seen her in other things that she's done. Uh, being Canadian, she her being Canadian, and we've you know, I've seen her a lot of things that she's done before Smallville. Um, but I mean, I really think Helen Slater brought something to her Supergirl that kind of Laura missed with hers, and she just I found Helen just brought a little kind of. In a sense, she brought a, a, a sweetness to her character. I mean, if you just watch it, you just kind of really melt and fall in love with Helen Slater. Mm-hmm. Not that you do it with Laura, but, you know, there's, Laura has an attitude to her, you know, portraying her Supergirl. Sure. She has a, that attitude toward her. She has, you know, a little chip on her shoulder where Helen Slater didn't. Yeah. So, you know, the, the contrast of two kind of different Supergirls, two different eras. But, uh, no, I mean, they both did a phenomenal job in, in the respective uh, mediums, for sure. Well, what I find interesting about um, Helen's character is she stepped right off of Argo City and right onto planet Earth, whereas yeah. Superman grew up on Earth. And Carrot, I mean, at times, you could tell she was really 
out of her element and not and, and trying hard to blend in, but sometimes yeah. wasn't wasn't doing a phenomenal job at it. But I mean, that's I mean, if you see it, I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, to step into a brand new culture mm-hmm. and try to blend in right away. I mean, f- I mean, it'd be like for me moving from here to Japan or something right. like that. No, you're, where, you're absolutely where, right. Where they spoke English, <laughs> right? So, but no, I I completely agree with you. Hell, Ellen Slater brought an innocence and a very a very innocent look to that character. Yeah, it's always kind of like a sweetness look to her. Yeah, I, I, I can't really put my finger on, but I mean, if you just look at it, you just melt. I mean, she just has. She's, ugh, I, I can't explain it. It's just it's yeah. you have to watch just to to understand basically. But yeah. yeah. But what I what I found about the Supergirl movie that was cool is they brought they brought Jimmy Olsen in from from the the, the first Superman movie. I thought right. that was really well done. The, the mm-hmm. whole the, the whole links to the two movies was well done. They cast yes. they they cast Lucy Lane's character who looked like she could have been Margot Kidder's slash Lois Lane's sister. Mm-hmm. That was well done. I mean the casting was well done. But I mean, you're 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 right about it though. The the story was just awful. I didn't I didn't particularly care for the villain. Uh, no. Didn't like the story. I don't. I didn't like the fact that Argo City still existed. Mm. That bothered me, and the fact that I mean, in the comic adaptation of of this movie, she actually flies back to Argo City, and <laughs> that's that's darn near impossible. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, have, I have. Although she did do in the new Fifty Two, though. That's so. true, but as as we have talked, I still have a problem with that. We'll get under, <laughs> we'll get into that later on in the show. Yeah, as well. for sure. But um, but no, you're right. I mean, they had a spectacular cast. I think uh, in regards to uh, just the the names that they had to that movie, right? And that, it was a great uh, tie-in with the Superman movies with Jimmy Olsen, for example. Um, but just the script wasn't there. The script was just downright horrible and it's, it's really too bad because they could have really done something special with that movie and really uh, you know took it to another level but you know unfortunately because the script wasn't so great even the special effects you can forgive them I mean back in that time they weren't the greatest but they were fine for what they were sure, but sure. like I said it just it goes back to the script and the story itself and it just it didn't make much sense well what was interesting I don't know if you've read much Silver Age stuff but they brought Midvale High School into this movie which I thought as an as an original callback to the 50s and 60s I thought that was really really great in that she, okay. and, that, and that she was an orphan and all that have, have you read much of that stuff Danny? Um, I've not too much I mean I like some sort of country on the Peter David stuff but I have read a few um, of the Soul Rage stuff but not too much have you read her yeah. origin story back back in like 19- the Soul Rage you're talking about? yeah her, uh, her origin back in the Silver Age in like 1950. No, not yet. I think. Right. No. So you're talking about Action Comics 252? Yeah, that's what uh, I'm referring. Yeah. I haven't. No, I haven't read that one yet. It's 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 very well done. The origin story is very well done, and it reminded me a lot. I mean, there were a lot of callbacks to two Action Comics, mm-hmm. um, two 252, well, um, Midvale High School, her being an orphan, all that. I thought that was okay. very well done. So well, I mean, there cool. were some elements to the story that that had had Supergirl there, and and Linda Lee there. That right. and that was another thing. She called herself Linda Lee, and not yeah. Now Linda Lee, she was part of the Silver Age, wasn't she as well she too? Was yep, she was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, that that part was cool about it. Just the the story just didn't work, unfortunately, too well. But yeah, the the rest of the stuff worked really well. How they tied in Superman movies and brought in a lot of the uh, the Silver Age comic uh, references and stuff like that. So yeah. overall, it was. Uh, what 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 would you give it a rating? Like one one out of five. <sighs> one being the worst, five being the best. Uh, I'd say two. Two. I'd say give it two. Only because of Helen Slater. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be like a point five or something. Yeah. It's just, and I hate to do that because I love Supergirl as a character. It really pains me to do that, but I, I have no choice. It just, it, yeah. it just didn't. You know, like like I said, it wasn't for Helen Slater. I, I think it would have been bombed a lot more yeah. than yeah. it did. For, for me, it's a two and a half. I'll yeah. I'll belay your point about about <laughs> Helen Slater, but I give it that extra half because of the score. The score was just phenomenal with this. The score was good, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've got it on my iPod. I listen to it frequently. Yeah, so no, the score was good. You also heard a lot during all the flying scenes too. I'm sure, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And that and that kind of kind of got repetitive after a while. <laughs> but it wasn't much different in like Superman the movie, for instance. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't much different. I mean, you, we we have to remember this is an '80s movie. Right. So, I mean, a lot of the effects aren't what they were, like, for yeah. instance, today. So, I mean, they're, oh, they're not well, going to be. So. Yeah, and then that's what I'm really kind of, I really hope WB does do something with the Supergirl live action movie today, because I think it would be, if they have the right script and they get the right Supergirl, it could be absolutely phenomenal. You yeah. know, and I think the, the demand is there. I would agree. Who would you cast? I need to do it. Who that's would you cast in this new movie? You know, it's funny you mention that because after I spent this this morning, after I heard yesterday that the WB was actually considering a Supergirl live action movie, I actually spent uh, this morning putting up a poll on my website on com, and I wanted to just sort of pull out of, okay, who would, you know, I, who would fans want as, as, as a new Supergirl? And maybe put five or maybe ten girls at the most, you know, who I think would be the best. I ended up with 20 names. Holy. I, I know. I, I just, you know what? Because I mean, damn you, Google. But uh, <laughs> I just kind of went nuts. And you know, I just uh, there's a kind of certain criteria that you got to look for, right? For a super girl. I mean, basically, you kind of have to have the kind of innocence and sweetness that the Helen Slater had. You know, the uh, the screen presence, I guess you can say, that Helen Slater had. Um, and you also have you also need to have kind of the edginess that Laura Vanderbilt had too. Because I think for it to be successful. Uh, in today's uh, mainstream, you know, movies and stuff like that, I think it needs to have an edge. It needs to be more, a little, maybe, toward like a Peter David series than, um, you know, than uh, say Jeff Loeb and the New for the Two series. And I know a lot of people have been commenting that on the, on Twitter and such as well too. That if they were going to do a live action Supergirl series, Peter David might be the way to go, just because it's like I said, it's much edgier, it's much darker, which makes it a lot more interesting. So you kind of need an actress that kind of has that that range that can bring that innocence, that sweetness, but also have an edge and a little bit of darkness to her. Sure, uh, sure. So like I said, I came up with like 20 names. Uh, I mean, obviously Laura Vandervoort was one of them because, I mean, she right, did right. such a spectacular job in Smallville. Um, another one I came up with was Jennifer Lawrence. That's, from, a, that's an interesting one. Yeah, from Hunger Games. I, I haven't seen Hunger Games. But I've seen Jennifer Lawrence in the X-Men movie, for example, and... Uh, a few other things that she did, and she's a tremendously beautiful actress. She's great at what she does. Um, so I think she can really bring that look. She has that look of Supergirl, and she can also bring uh, the presence, the screen presence as well, too, the edginess, and she can also carry a film, too, which I think is important. Well, I, I tell you what, if if 
you want to be on the edge of your seat, go see Hunger Games. If you don't like yeah. suspense, don't go see it. <laughs> you know what? It's funny, but I, I wanted to see. Here's the thing: I wanted to see Hunger Games. I just never got a chance to see it. I heard good things about it, but I, you know, I was busy with with work and such. I didn't get a chance to see it. But yesterday, I went to see Prometheus. I'm not sure if you saw that. I have, I've heard of, I've heard of Prometheus. I'm okay. Not a big fan of horror, so I'm not. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not into the whole alien thing, but don't uh, worry about it because this wasn't a horror movie, anyways. Oh, really? <laughs> it, it, yeah. you know what? I don't want to spoil for all your listeners and such, but it just was not very good. No. I I expected to be so much better, and I was so so thoroughly disappointed in it. Yeah, I was. That's yeah. too bad. It is. I know. I just mentioned that for we were completely now, off topic. This is an alien. Prometheus is an alien, a prequel, correct? It it is. Yes. It is a, it's a prequel to Alien, the Alien yeah. series. Yeah, so... Like I said, I, I, I don't know. It was okay, I just expected a lot more, and I was really disappointed because I didn't get it, but... Yeah. You know, but back to what we were saying about the, the Supergirl, so... Like I said, I had uh, Jennifer Lawrence's one. Another one, uh, maybe Hayden Penetary, possibly, just because she has that look as well, too. Now, uh, remind me, I've heard the name, I can't place a face. She was the... on Heroes... And she's oh, also yes, sp- yes, yes. She was Claire on Heroes. So she was on Heroes. Um, like, so just because she has that look of of the Supergirl, but acting was I'm not sure I didn't watch Heroes too much, but, um, you know, she just has that look. So. Yeah, I've, I've seen Heroes as a series. It was a good series. Um, okay. She did a lot of good stuff, a lot of not-so-good stuff, typical... typical um, not very experienced actress. I mean, she'd maybe act in a couple others. But, right. I mean, she. I mean, she was good though. I mean, a lot of, a lot of um, Claire centric episodes, had, and she was great in, in all that okay. stuff. So you know, speaking of which, let me ask you something, Andrew. I, I wasn't too sure about the answer, but when Helen Slater got, uh, got the job, the role of Supergirl, was she an unknown actress? That I believe she was. Talk- yeah. Okay. I believe she was. She was. She. I don't think she had acted in anything. Um, Wow, then she, she didn't really put that. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wasn't 100% sure if she had done anything prior to, to Supergirl or not. I guess I could IMDb it, but I'm lazy. But, uh, uh, yeah. Well, you, uh, you keep talking and I'll, uh, I'll do that. How's that sound? Okay. So, yeah, so besides, uh, so like I said, I had Hidden Penetrary. And like I said, if you go to the charisma.com website, there's about 20 names there. Um, you know, I, I'm really encouraging anybody, everybody, all the Supergirl fans out there, sort of go there to, to vote for your favorite. Um, you can vote more than once. You just have to kind of close your browser. And then when you visit the site again, you can vote again if you'd like. But uh, just another names that I kind of picked out was uh, ones like Christian Bell, uh, Maggie Grace. Uh, someone mentioned Anna Sophia Robb as well, too, who I've, I've, I've never really seen before, but I've, I've seen pictures of her on, the, on Google. Um, you know, she has that look of Supergirl. She's very young. Um, and like I said, it basically depends on which uh, which way they want to go with the new Supergirl movie. So if they want to go a little bit older, a little bit younger, what have you. Now, I'm uh, not familiar with much of the actresses you just mentioned. Uh, okay, so like I said, Anna Sophia Robb, I'm not 100% sure. I, I, I IMDb'd her this morning, I just can't remember where she where I've seen her. She's in, I think she's done some like some Disney movies, I think, or some Nickelodeon or something like that. I'm not 100% sure on, on that front. Yeah. Um, who else did I mention? Christian Bell. She did... Oh, what movie should do? Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I think oh, yeah, was. I've heard of that movie. I haven't seen it. Okay. So I think she was in that movie as well, too. Uh, 
a few other names as well too. But like I said, a lot of these are uh, another one picked was Alice Eve as well too. She was in uh, she's out of my league. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> no. Really? No, I haven't seen it. You watch more movies, buddy. Come on. No, I'm just not huge in the romantic comedies, man. All right, fair enough. Well, Alice even did that movie as well, too. But uh, I mean, you you are married, so therefore, date night would that that be something you guys could go out on a date night? Yeah, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, but like, and and then probably, I mean, another big name I think I mentioned was uh, was Summer Glau as well, too. She, I mean, just because she did the voice of of Supergirl in the uh, Superman Batman Apocalypse, um, and she did a really great job with that. So, but you know, she could really pull off Kara as. A live action, you know, I think she can because I mean, if you see like Firefind Serenity that she's done, she's done a lot of emotional, uh, very emotional um, movies and TV shows. So I think she could pull it off. Whether or not she has the look, for example, it's hard to say. But she's got a huge fan base, and I think uh, if she was cast as, as Supergirl, uh, like I said, you know, she might need to have the right script for her to work with. But I think yeah. she can definitely pull it off. Well, you know, if if they do ca- decide to cast some, oh, they should cast Joss Whedon as as the director. Because, <laughs> yeah, that would be sweet. You know, I mean, they, I mean, with this past Avengers movie just kicking some serious butt in the box office, and that's some. You know, I mean, and it's known that Summer Glau has a very good working relationship yeah. with Joss Whedon in mm-hmm. their time on Firefly. Yeah. I think it's Firefly, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In answer to your question, Danny, the only thing that Helen Slater was in was um, a TV special for like one episode. Okay. So it was was ABC Afternoon Specials that she was in. And that was played in like 1982. But before that, nothing. So, I mean, she was a a very unknown, unknown actress, and she really has has blossomed into quite quite the actress even well good for her yeah I mean she like I said she did a spectacular job with, with Supergirl and who knows maybe if the WB does go ahead with the Supergirl movie maybe the best thing to do is to cast an unknown actress you know and, and make her famous that way so maybe I mean they could do what they did with Tom Welling I mean Tom Tom, Tom with, with Smallville he was just a model he did, had no yeah. acting experience at all yeah, and absolutely. They, they really groomed him into an actor as Clark yeah. Kent and eventually yeah. Superman. Well, I mean, I think the benefit of actually having an actress or actor that's kind of unknown is that they don't actually have a craft yet, right? So, you know, a lot of times when you have, you know, a well-known actor or actress, let's say, let's say like uh, Summer Glau, for example. Well, if you've already seen her in like all these sci-fi, you know, uh, shows and, and movies that she's done, if you're going to see her in a comedy, for example, it's kind of hard to really disseminate the two characters, you know what yeah. I mean? Because you've already seen her, she's, you already have in her mind as one way, it's not, you can't really take her seriously as another, so sure. to speak. So, I think the the benefit of having a unknown actor or actress is that you can you know because they're unknown, no one's ever seen them before. You can uh, adjust her craft to the way you need it for that movie, and, and go with that. So I, I think yeah, maybe going with unknown maybe would probably be the best idea. Well, I'm not sure how Summer Glau would actually look as a blonde. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably not very well. <laughs> but, you know, actually, you know what? Funny thing is, I actually had a little bit of fun. I actually, uh, on my website, I did kind of play with a little bit of uh, Photoshop and just because I was bored one night. And I just want to see what she would look like in a summer and a super glow outfit. And I put her in with blonde hair and all that stuff. And you can check it on the website. Uh, but, yeah, I don't 
think she'd work too well as, a, as at least not as a bright blonde. <laughs> uh, maybe as a, a dark blonde hair, perhaps could work, but definitely not bright blonde. But yeah, if you want to check out, go to carazero.com and you'll see for yourself. Well, you know, that, that was one thing that I found interesting about Helen Slater. I mean, you could definitely tell she was a natural blonde. Yeah. So therefore, it, 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 she got, she had that look going for her. Right. So, I mean, it, and it's going to be hard to, to cast another Supergirl. <laughs> That is like Helen Slater. It is. It is, yeah. But, for sure. you know, what I found cool about Helen Slater is she actually came into Smallville and played, and played, um... Uh, Clark's mom, yeah, biological mom, yeah. Biological mom, I can't think of. Yeah, and you know what? I don't, she still looked good. It was incredible, oh, but absolutely. she still was she beautiful. She looked phenomenal. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I really hope one day I actually get to meet her. That would be, be like a dream come true, I think. And from all the interviews that I've read, she's a really sweet lady. Yeah, she is. So, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so see what happens, you guys. I mean, if they even do this live-action movie, I mean, like, like I said, we're still waiting on Wonder Woman, so... Yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of Wonder Woman, did did mm-hmm. you get a chance to even look at the pilot or heard about the pilot for this uh, Wonder Woman actually, series I did, that we're going to do? I, yeah. I did hear about it, and I actually did watch the pilot as well, too. How uh, was the pilot? Gentlemen? You know, I'm talking about the NBC pilot, right? The one that they were going to put on TV? I am, yeah, that's the one I'm referring to. I, I, I saw a clip, and I okay. really wanted to see the pilot, but, you know, I'm not huge on downloading it through nefarious means, you know? Well, you know, I was kind of fortunate because I was, last year I was in Chicago during the uh, comic book convention, uh, the Wizard World Comic Con that I usually go, uh, that I'm actually going again this year. But I was there last year, and, uh, you know, there, there was a booth, and they were selling a whole bunch of, you know, um, movies and Blu-rays and stuff like that from superheroes and, and different sci-fi uh, genres. And little lo and behold, I had a bunch of copies of the Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman pilot, so I purchased it, and I came home and I watched it. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> no, but it's you know what I I heard it was bad anyway. So going in, it wasn't the didn't have the highest expectations of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, you know, it goes back again to I think this whole Supergirl movie again to where the script was just horrible. You can yeah. it's like. The ones who did it just didn't really know much about comic books or, or what have you. And that's really sad. I really wish they would, you know, if you're going to do something like this, you know, have people who know about comic books, who write comic books, involved somehow in the development of your of your production. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, at least in Smallville, for example. I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of times they actually had uh, writers like Jeff Johns and such doing, being part of the production of those shows. Definitely. Uh, so I think that's what they really need to do. Is, you know, talking about Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, when they start coming out with live action shows uh, and movies, they really need to bring a lot of uh, comic book writers into it to help with their production to make sure they get as authentic as possible to the comic books, yeah, or at least yeah. close to it. Um, but yeah, I was just not very. Uh, the thing is, I really love the actress. I can't remember her name who played Wonder Woman because she was also on Smallville as well too. She was. Her name is Adrian Palacki. That's it, yeah. And she did, I think she was on the finale of season five, I think it was? Uh, season... Smallville? Three, actually. She, season three, she okay. actually portrayed what she thought was Kara from Krypton. Was Kara, yep, I remember that. So. Yeah, and like I said, I like her, but once again, I just did... You know, and I didn't even care about the outfit. She wanted, she, she was wearing the new, uh, I guess at the time with the pants and all that stuff. You know, the whole controversy with the one-one pants and stuff like that. So she was wearing that. But that's fine. Because actually it was funny. Because <laughs> she was wearing the pants through maybe three quarters of the show. And then the last 15 minutes when she was like 
doing the action scenes and kicking butt and all that stuff, she was in her original outfit with the you know the the hot the hot pants or whatever and then and the top and all that stuff. So yeah. I don't know, but like I said, the the script just wasn't very good at all. Well, you but. know, I don't think David E. Kelly, who's the showrunner for this show, really got a grasp of who Wonder Woman is as a character. I mean, she's not a she she's not a businesswoman. She's an ambassador. No. She's an yeah. ambassador to, to, to Themyscira. Mm-hmm. That's who. That's who she is. Right. Not, not this um, business tycoon. Like, yeah. I mean, it reminded me a lot of what Karen Starr is in the Power Girls series. Mm-hmm. She's a, a business mogul who owns Star, whatever. I can't yeah. think of the name of the company now. But you know, I mean, that's that's not Wonder Woman. So, but hopefully, and, uh, hope. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. It's fine. But um, I, uh, I, I really do hope they get uh, Wonder Woman series. That's right. And hopefully, they'll be able to do a like a Linda Carter esque. I mean, that's so iconic as far as as yeah. far as Wonder Woman goes. And hopefully, someday we'll 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 get that. But I mean, that someday is just not today. So. Well, I mean, it's kind of surprising too, because I mean, after the success of Smallville, right? You kind of had a blueprint of what it should look like. You know, what I mean, you kind of had if they just kind of follow follow the same kind of um, trajectory or same kind of uh, ideas as Smallville on the one one on the one woman show, I think that would have been fine. But unfortunately, didn't, and then that's why it just didn't do very well. Now. The, the, I don't, I'm not sure if you know much about the new Arrow pilot that's going to be launched. I have heard a lot about the Arrow pilot. I'm really, I'm actually looking forward to seeing it because of that, because I've been such a big Smallville fan. I mean, they're not taking the Oliver Queen from the Smallville universe, which was kind of disappointing. But at the same time, I understand that they wanted to separate themselves from that whole Smallville thing, right? And not cast yeah. the same guy, uh, Justin Hartley, as as Oliver Queen. I mm-hmm. think it would have been interesting to see. A spinoff from Smallville that was a Green Arrow with Chloe Sullivan and Oliver Queen and yeah. the kid we saw at the end of season ten. I thought I thought that would have been really really nice to to, right. to see, but at the same time I'm looking forward to seeing this new Green Arrow pilot. It looked yeah. from the images that I've seen, it looks really really good. Well, I mean you're right. I mean when I first heard they were gonna. They weren't going to bring in Justin Hartley, I think, for the um, as Green Arrow again. I was, you're right. I was like, kind of disappointed. Um, now, watch it. I just watched a trailer a couple days ago for the Green for the Arrow uh, TV show, and the guy they got was actually, I think, a little bit better than Justin Hartley, just because he has so much more of an edge to him. He, and that kind of where the show is going with it too. Um, I don't want to ruin too much for the show about you. Too much. Blah, blah. I don't want to ruin the show uh, for you guys too much, but. Basically, you know, he's coming back from an island. He's been there, stuck for five years. He's coming back, so he obviously has a big chip on his shoulder. He's very, you know, he's changed a lot and all that stuff. So, it's I don't know. It, it looks like a really, really good show. If you haven't seen the trailer for it, I really suggest getting the trailer and watching it. But it looks fantastic. Yeah, I actually haven't seen the trailer. I'm interested. I didn't even know there was one available. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'll have to I'll have to check it out when uh, when, when I get a chance. Yeah, definitely. No, it's it's definitely going to be a, a show worth watching for sure. Do you think it'll it'll run like Smallville for another ten years? Is this a Smallville S type show? It is, and that's why I think it will run for the next ten years because it is kind of similar to Smallville. Um, the only, I mean, the only thing I might have against them is the fact that because you know Smallville, yet Superman, he's such an iconic character where you know Green Arrow isn't as much. 
but still, I think if they do well with it and follow the same kind of ideas as Smallville, which it looks like they're going to do, then I think it'll be fine. Well, I really hope they. I mean, I know they've cast someone as as Black Canary, and I really hope this Black Canary character will be like not not identical to Elena Huffman because I really like mm-hmm. Elena Huffman's portrayal of Black yep. Canary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really hope they get the relationship between Black Canary and Green Arrow, and, um, yep. and I think they will. Because I'm pretty sure they've already cast Black Canary, am I right? I think they have. I'm not sure who they got. Let me just find that out right for you right now. But I believe they did cast uh, uh, Black Canary, but uh, I know it, was, it wasn't Elena Huffman, but uh, it still, I think she looked pretty, still pretty good anyways. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't, are you much of a Green Arrow fan, Danny? Um, I mean, I know of the character. I haven't read the comic books too much, but I know of the character. Um, and obviously, I've, I've known him since uh, through Smallville and stuff like that. But that's basically the only ex- the extent of my knowledge of Green Arrow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, for Black Canary, I actually got Katie Cassidy, who's portraying Black. Is that a, a fairly unknown actress because I've never heard of her. She's but... done some other stuff. I think she was on. Uh, Probably mostly TV, I would imagine. Uh, Gossip Girl. Have you ever heard of Gossip Girl? Well, yeah, she, she who was on... hasn't heard of Gossip Girl? <laughs> exactly. My goodness. <laughs> I don't Gossip watch Girl. that show. Thank the Lord, I don't. Fortunately, I don't have teenage sisters. Okay. But, but uh, I don't know. So, I mean, I've never actually seen Katie Cassie, you know, in any of her, anything she's really done. So, it's kind of interesting to see she how she plays Black Canary. Is she blonde? Do you know? Uh, no, she thinks she has uh, black hair. Uh, actually, hold on. Let me just double check that for a second. No, she's blonde. You're right. I'm sorry, blonde. Because she's um, blonde. Black Canary is considered the blonde, the blonde bombshell is one of her nicknames. So okay, no, she's blonde. I'll be interested to see her portrayal of Black Canary, and I'll be interested to see actually how they do the effects of her of her Canary Cry. I really yeah. liked what they did with Smallville with Black Canary's Canary Cry. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, yep. so. And actually, just one thing I want to quickly mention regarding Alina Hoffman that you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago. Yeah. I actually had the pleasure of meeting her last year in Chicago when she was at the convention. Oh, really? Uh, I actually met her and I got a photo uh, picture with her and everything. And she's actually from the same hometown where I live right now. No I'm, kidding. I'm, she's actually from Ottawa as well, too. So That is great. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> That's kind of cool. How was she to talk to? Was she pretty she down to earth? Super- and- no, she's very sweet, right down to earth, and uh, no, like I said, we're, you know, both from the same place. I mean, she just went to high school, like maybe a couple blocks away from where I live right now. So no, but she's, she was a, a dream. She was really, really sweet to talk to. Definitely. That is great. And that's gonna do it for part one of my conversation with Danny. Come back next month for part two. Until then, as Danny says, keep Kara flying strong. You have been listening to Krypton's Last Daughter, a Supergirl podcast, hosted by me, Andrew Pinkham. Supergirl, as well as all other characters I talk about on the show, as well as any music I use, are copyright their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. 
The website for this show is supergirlpodcast.wordpress.com, where you will find the RSS feed, the podcast, the iTunes link, and a whole lot more. The email is supergirlpodcast at gmail.com. And let's face it, guys, I love lots of emails, so don't be afraid to write in, alright? You can also like the Facebook page. Just type Krypton's Last Daughter to Facebook. Or check out the website for more details. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at KLD Podcast. And if you would, as a huge favor to me, and leave an iTunes review. I would really appreciate it. And I'd give you a shout-out on the show. That's a personal guarantee from me. The opening theme, The Rule, as well as other original music, is written and produced by Kevin McLeod. Supergirl is created by Autobinder and Al Plastino. Thank you for listening, and come back every month for Krypton's Last Daughter, a Supergirl podcast. To be honest, I'm not sure I've earned the right to wear this uniform, but I will.